It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, I get the thumbs up from Edward. He did not show up for racquetball yesterday, but that's okay. Uh, should we do a podcast? What's up, Al? I actually uh, had a woman call in to the show, not to go on the air, but her boyfriend wants to play in racquetball. I gave them your uh, public email. Yeah, no, um, I got a few, actually. I'm good. Oh, you did? Yes. You okay. don't want to play with strangers? No, I don't know them. I No, it's right. very nice. But no, it's something I want to do with a friend, and no, I'm good. That's, that's okay. totally fine. Uh, what do you do in this situation? All right. Oh, I love a situation. Yes. I kind of I complained to you already briefly before a segment and I'm really at a loss because I don't know what to do. So the, you know, the calendar sales went very well. I gave the boomer a very nice donation. I think me and you did. Okay. With the sweatshirts and the t-shirts and the mugs, but this has now come up on a few different occasions. And it happened again today where I got a nice email from a gentleman. I have no issue with him. It says, Hey, um, you ordered a calendar on December 15th and I haven't gotten it. Can you please send one? Yeah. So I, you know, I immediately go, it was very nice. He goes, I got the charge. I can send it to you. So I checked it out. I got the order number. I found it delivered and delivered with tracking. So what am I supposed to do? I don't have any more calendars. Am I supposed to send the money back? I don't know. You know, I have uh, purchased a few things on Etsy. Yeah. Recently. I would say from September through the holiday season. Yeah, Yeah. And... Twice, I didn't buy a lot of stuff. Twice, the, it said the packages were delivered with tracking numbers that I never got the packages. And I think the same thing when I write to the person and say, I never got it. Right. And yet here we are. We have proof that it was delivered. Right. I don't, and yet you don't have the package. And what am I paying extra for tracking for then? I don't know. Like now I'm like, how much money did I waste on tracking this this fall? Right. It's really frustrating. Like, can I, you take that to the post office and say, here's a tracking number. It says it was delivered. The person says it wasn't delivered. Like, what's what's the call there? You know what they'll tell you? You should have bought insurance. I guarantee you that's what they'll say. So you got to pay for tracking so and insurance. I already bought the tracking to make sure that I know it was delivered. I guarantee you they'll tell me, well, you should have spent another 3 or $4 on insurance. I don't know. Yeah. I, to me, an insur- insurance on a $20 product, I mean... Now, all of a sudden, you're jacking up because I'm not going to incur that fee. Then it's kind of going back to the, the person buying the product. I mean, how much are we paying to ship a thing that should cost a dollar? Really? I've also had things like that I bought on Etsy in the same time period where the the I placed the order. It said, your package is on the way. Here's the tracking number. And for 15 days, it hasn't moved from the post office the person dropped it off at and got a tracking that number That annoys for. me, too. That's called pre-tracking. Uh, pre-transit pre-transit that drives me bonkers so i went i dealt with this with our products with the hoodies and the shirts yeah. and everything 
And so I wrote to, so I use uh, Printify to make the products. And so Shopify is the website where everything is. If you buy a calendar, I fulfill that myself. I take care of the tracking. I'm the one that goes to the post office. It's a lot of work. Sure. Printify is a drop ship, drop ship and print whole uh, situation, and it's really very well done. You have to look into, which I learned the hard way, you have to look into the fine print, what is acceptable shipping. So, for instance, in order to ship a mug, this is where small businesses just get murdered. It costs almost $10 to ship a mug, which is, is, is absurd. Yes. So then someone would was paying probably, I think we were selling the mugs for, I don't remember what, but if you were spending $22 on a mug, for instance, I would expect the mug there in a couple of days. So I would go, I would check the orders every, you know, every couple of days I checked to see where we're at. And I would see pre-transit, like, what is this pre-transit? Pre-transit. The person, for instance, on December 1st ordered a mug. It's December 7th and it's sitting in pre-transit, but it was completed five days ago. So I contacted Printify. I'm like, not happy. Customer's not happy. So she sent me an agreement of the fulfillment company I was using for the mugs. They had the right to hold products for six days. So they could do bulk shipping, which saves them money. But that's not, I don't know, that's like crap to me. It is crap. And so as long as they got it picked up within six days, it was considered an on-time transaction. But, like, people are waiting for their stuff, and then it takes two to two, three days. To, like, it shouldn't take nine days to get a coffee mug when Amazon might deliver to you hours after you order it. Yep. And I'm not saying we're Amazon. We're clearly not. But it shouldn't take that long. Yeah. Pre-transit is, oh, it's frustrating. I had a thing that was in pre-transit, and I wrote to the person who has the Etsy shop. I said, this hasn't moved in 15 days. 15 yeah. days. Just was, And then the, the guy wrote back. He said, they they must have lost it. And he, he said, do you want another one? And I, I didn't because it was gift time already. Yeah. I said, no. He, he uh, gave me my money back. And then three weeks later, it the sure. product showed up on my door. It's unreal. So, and that happened with me with a mug. A guy claimed he didn't get a mug. I had, and this comes back to again, what do you do? He claims no mug. I got the tracking. Mug delivered. He's like, I didn't get it. Like, okay. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll send you another one. Yeah, what do you do? Because that I can. So I sent him another one. Of course, he gets it and goes, oh, I got two of them today, but one was broken. So thanks for sending the extra one. Now I think he's full of crap, and I yep. think he just got two mugs. But I don't know. Maybe he's yeah. not. I have Who no knows? idea. It's like your word for mine. And then to ask them, and now I think about you with the product you bought, what I should do is ask them to send it back, and I can send it back for a refund. The problem is he's got to pay shipping to send it back to me. Then i got to pay more shipping to send it back to them. What's the refund going to be? Yeah. $4? Yep. What's the point? And the hassle of it. It's a, it's a pain in the ass. It is a giant pain in the ass. It really is. I know. If somehow that got, like the post office stuff got worse over the years, instead you know of why? Because they're doing Amazon. Oh, they are. Oh my God, yeah. Oh, the Amazon, uh, the uh, postal trucks. Yes, they do Amazon as well. Oh, really? Uh huh. I like in my neighborhood. Sometimes we'll just get like a random budget budget van. Yes. Yeah, just delivering packages. So I guess what that is, and I don't know this. I guess what that is are people that become Amazon drivers but have not purchased their own vehicle. So I guess they rent the vehicle to make all the deliveries. Hmm. I would think. I don't know, but I would think that's what that is because I've looked into driving a little bit. So you, you know. <laughs> have to, if you want to become an Amazon driver and drive one of those Amazon trucks, you have to buy that? No, I think if you want to buy your route, if you want to buy your territory, I think. Now, someone out there listening, I'm sure, can educate us on this. 
But I think if you want to build your own delivery service with Amazon, and have Amazon you need your own client. truck. Okay. I can take a job, I believe, and the truck will be waiting for me and loaded, and that's my truck for the day, I believe. But you're not any, you have no ownership. No, you're just making your $22 an hour or whatever it is. So, yeah. By the way, minimum wage in New Jersey went up to $15 or fourteen eighty. Nice. Yesterday. So, I saw tolls are going up again. Of course. On Sunday. Of course. Yes. The, Can't wait. All the bridges that go into New York. Another dollar a day. Is that what it is? Yep. I couldn't, I didn't know what the. Our overnight um, special fee is eleven seventy five going to twelve seventy five okay. starting uh, Sunday night. Yeah. I was hoping maybe for the extra dollar they could open the goddamn Holland Tunnel. God. That is going to cost you a little more, Jerry. Jesus Christ already yeah. with this. It's just the week you guys were off, the tunnel was open all week. It is literally a difference of 20 minutes yep. for me every day. Same here. And it's glorious. Yeah. I no, I know. Like it, there are days like the Holland Tunnel was open this week, Monday and Tuesday, because of uh, yes, New Year's. The holiday. And both days I was running late. But you home. weren't because you got to take the Holland Tunnel. And I got in earlier than usual. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. What a nice ride. It For as nice as commuting can be, it's a nice, easy ride in the morning when that right. effing tunnel is open. Absolutely, Jerry. Maybe 2026. Maybe. If we're still alive. Let me ask you this question because I think the, the it's come to your mind occasionally. My mind or you? Yeah, I think it's come to your mind occasionally as well. So there's a, uh, a condo just opened up in my building mm-hmm. for sale. The man passed away I told you about. Yeah. And his family was going to sell the condo. It didn't even get on the market. Yeah. And it had multiple offers. For sure. I'm not surprised. For way more than I bought mine for two years ago, yeah. two and a half years ago. Yeah. At what point do I sell s- it? Yeah. Like, how do you know? Like, because you don't. And people out there could be in a similar position, right? If you've been in your house a while, you could sell your house or condo and. Pay off your mortgage. Have the like if you could get to the point where you could say, "Okay, I could sell this, pay off the rest of the mortgage, and pay cash for a house." Mm-hmm. Sure. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, especially since now the mortgage um, right mortgage, the rates are high. The rates are high, but also so you don't want a mortgage. You don't want a new mortgage. What used to be tax deductible that's not anymore? Taxes, uh, property taxes. Is it property taxes or, and, pro- or tax insur- uh, mortgage insurance? Not mortgage insurance, uh, mortgage interest. Uh, they're both still, but they, they just the, knocked the, the price, they knocked down. the amount way down. It, well, I, I told you, the, I went from getting a refund every year to I get my yeah prop- reamed. Yeah, your property taxes. Is that what it is? Yep. Um, I don't know the answer. I don't think you ever know. I will tell you where you are. Yeah. I find it hard to believe that the prices are ever going to decrease drastically. Yeah. You have a, you basically have a vacation home or a retirement condo or a summer. I mean, you have what a lot of people want in the summer. So I don't think yours will ever go down. I don't believe that. Mine's trickier because it's a regular house in a regular neighborhood. Now, there, I could have sold my house for a ridiculous price this summer and seriously contemplated it. Um, but didn't because we do love the house. And, the and then you have so to go young. somewhere. Yeah. I'm, so you got to buy another goddamn townhouse. I don't care. I mean, whatever. Um, but we didn't do that. And at one point, my wife's old house that she grew up in was available. And the only reason why, I mean, it's the house is not nearly as big as the house we're in now, but the backyard is this is enormous. It's the biggest backyard in the neighborhood. 
and it's equivalent, probably not as big, and maybe it is, very equivalent to what we have. And you've been to my house. That, that sold me on the house. I don't care about the house. The backyard sold me. Uh, for the kids, the boys, tremendous. Um, and so that house went, went up for sale when our house was at the height of what we could have got it for. And I think I could have made about $300,000. And I'm thinking, why don't we just sell the house and buy that? Yes. Right. And I think I, I don't, my wife, she grew up there. She didn't want to do it. I get it. I think I would have. Why not? Right. Take that $300,000. College paid for. Debts we have, gone. And I have a regular mortgage. Eh. Right. Sounds lovely. Yeah. But it's almost like, I mean, I think it's less risky, uh, clearly, than the stock market. But it's almost a similar thing where it's like you're trying to play like when the housing gets to the point where it's it's uh, priced really high. For sure. And then you think, hmm, could it go higher? And yeah. it, I think it, yours it, always will. I do yeah. believe that. But I always feel like, too, there's a breaking point, too. Like, it is a tiny. These, they're small. Con- I, I know that. They're small. But you can, again, I mean, it's a vacation area. I mean, you're down the Jersey Shore. Barring what Eddie always says, that your condo is going to be underwater in 10 years, <laughs> which I don't think that's going to be the yeah. case. I think it's more like, I do think it's possible, but I think it's further down. Yeah. Than where we're at now, I think your house value, your condo value, will continue to rise. I thought you were going to ask me, "Well, should you buy it?" Oh no, it'd be it's way out of my price range now. Yeah, you, know, you could have afforded it, and then you could have rented it. You would have made your money back. Think about what you could have gotten the summer for the thirteen weeks in the summer. Right, You'd make a lot of money on that, or at least it would pay it all. It would pay itself off. Right, but I so I don't know. I don't know if you're interested in a backyard. You know, you've got an asset. Right. The other thing funny is, too, is that this thing never officially went on the market, which is kind of weird. It's, it is, but when you have a property that's – so, like, for instance, the house we moved from to buy this house, we had before our house technically got to the market, um, our realtor that we were dealing with, she goes, before we list this, she goes, I'm going to tell you, I have six or seven people that are going to be interested in seeing it. Great. So we had five people came through. It was going to list on Monday. We had five people that came through, her clients, on Saturday and Sunday. Sunday night, we had a contract done. Yeah. It never, I don't think it ever got to Realtor.com. This thing went up as a coming soon. Yep. And it had the price on it. Yeah, and then as, gone. As coming soon. Right, it's already under contract. Like, Correct. They never officially put it on the market. Yeah, that's a contract. Oh, that's not a contract. That's a uh, real estate salesperson that knows what they're doing. They're, it's a broker that they they've know, got clients yeah. looking. That's an easy trend. And that's, you know how easy that is for the people selling the guy's estate? Right. Piece of cake. And that's funny, too, because then those, like that real estate agent reaches out to me now. Oh. 100%. You, maybe you'd be interested yeah. in selling. Look what I just sold his right. for. And probably got the double commission. Right. They probably got the full 5%. Didn't have to split two and a half with the other, with the other agent. So that's a really good hit for that. That real estate agent. And it was weird, too, because, like I said, it was it was only as a coming soon. And I would see on the weekends people looking at it yeah, from sure. the outside. Not yeah. They weren't going in. It wasn't available. Right. Try trying to take a look. Yeah. What kind of offer would we make? Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's a funny game. I also think it's funny that people have, like, that much money for a place down the shore. Like, not that's not their regular mm-hmm. home. Sure. That's a lot of people that make a lot of money. 
I don't understand. I've always told you, it's, you know, I always look at how I've done, and I really do believe if I go back 25 years to when this started, I've blown away what I thought I would do. But that kind of money. And then you meet people that do, and it's like, damn, like there's money. You feel like you're doing well. It's like, oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Right. There's money, like Boomer. And then you find people beyond Boomer. It's like, holy crap. It's like you can just literally light a match Right. some money and don't matter. Right. Boomer plays golf with people who have a ton more money Correct. than Boomer. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I do think, though, there's a certain level of wealth where it doesn't matter. Like, if you reach the point where you're taking private jets and you can go on a vacation whenever you want. Yeah. Whether you've got a billion dollars or you're worth $10 million. Does it really matter? That's why no. the whole thing with the athlete to me is right. hilarious. Right. They'll take like an extra $2 million okay. when they're making $120 million already. Yeah, stop already. Yeah. And all this stuff, and not to bring up the Hamlin situation, but we've heard a lot of clips from these guys. We're warriors. We're putting our lives on the line for entertainment. Bullshit you are. You're putting your lives on the line because you're really good at it and you're getting rich from it. Let's be honest. Because I would think if those jobs paid forty grand a year or fifty grand a year, a lot of them wouldn't do it. Right. I mean, come on. And to be fair, they're not. They're yes, they are putting their lives on the line for sure. They ain't putting their lives on the line for me and you. No, no. not. It's not so that the NFL can get a rating of fifty on a Sunday. They're doing it because they're making a crap ton of money. Because it pays and cash, they're, cash. And they're great at it, and good for yes. them. But let's not. Now, you don't think every time my son goes out and pitches, I'm not scared to death he's going to take a line drive off his face or the forehead or his chest. You know, what's he getting paid? Nothing. We all play sports because we love them. So this crap about entertaining the country, go F yourself. As you sit in your palatial estate in the country somewhere in your 19 acres of land and deciding in the off season what island I'm going to basically rent. Give me a break while you're smoking weed and shoving stuff up your ass probably for pleasure. <laughs> Definitely for pleasure. God damn. And by the way, Aaron Rodgers did get a haircut. Looks much Oh, better. really? That's an update from the warm-up show coming up soon. Okay, so you saw a video of him on Pat McAfee? Yes. Okay, I'll he looks, look for this. He actually looks fantastic. He's cleaned himself up, waiting, yes. uh, making, uh, trying to make that playoff run. He doesn't look like a, a weed-smoking hippie anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I... Um, I was started listening to this Joe Rogan podcast of this guy who did research and did a book on you know how every rechargeable battery that's mm-hmm. out there for oh is this the one about what's going on in Africa where yeah. they're mining for the lithium batteries yeah or the, the materials yes so this yeah is terrible. it was about uh, how every rechargeable battery mainly you know for the most part those are tablets phones and the car batteries yeah. the rechargeable car tesla this batteries this is awful by the way that they need the mineral cobalt mm-hmm. and that the majority of the cobalt is in the congo and that the, it's like human slavery it's like slave labor slave labor and people are dying yeah people are the dying conditions. yeah and that they they work in these tunnels to go down and sometimes the tunnel collapse and all the people die yep. it's wild like like, this is happening right now as we're living. Uh, yeah. Right. We're complaining that our heat, you know, isn't getting up to 71 in the house on a really cold day, and you've got people dying. Then they're not making money off it. They're what, making no. a dollar a day in they some cases? They said a dollar a day at the most in these places, $2 a day. 
And then and that it's a lot of them. It's like uh, teenage boys because they're uh, stronger to be able to. Some of the stuff requires a lot of like digging and pushing of really terrible. Yeah, really terrible. It, and this is weird. I him talking to Joe Rogan, and I and uh, I know Joe Rogan has a Tesla. I know sure, but you but no, you could look into anything, and it and it's like it all yeah goes down to the profit and the and money. Yeah. But what do you like? What do you do? I, I don't know the answer to that because I'm sitting here wearing sneakers that were probably made sure. in some terrible factory overseas. Like I don't know. I, I don't know. Then Gina was telling me this thing about uh, that China. You know, we always say, "Oh, this everything's made in China." You know, and we want to buy American products or products. I think from- a lot's made in Vietnam now. Yeah, ton of stuff comes from Vietnam. That. China bought a whole bunch of factories, uh, and, uh, food factories in uh, Italy mm-hmm. so that they could stamp food as made in Italy, even though just the beginning part is in Italy. Wow. And then it goes to China to be all. How about that? Yeah. It's like everything's a scam. Everything's a scam to make more money. I remember really this awful. thing growing up as a kid, and this may be true or may not be true. When I was a, a kid... We still used to look, even way back then, look for products made in America. Yeah, sure. So you would, and the rumor was, like, there was a, a lot of stuff that tags that made in USA. Yeah, like cars. Uh, parts are coming from overseas, but they're assembled here sometimes. Right. But, but like, for T-shirts, there were T-shirts that made in mm-hmm. USA. And then, then we were told in school that they named a city in China USA. Come on. I swear. So that they could write made in USA USA. I don't wow. know if that's true or that was just a thing. I guess like a Google. Wow. USA China. That would be awful. Yeah. That may have just been a thing that was going around the school when I was a little kid. That's terrible. But like, like you can't figure out. Just like I watch, you know, there's the Bobby approved stuff. And yeah. he's like, uh, uh, you want to get olive oil? You know, most of the extra virgin olive oil in the store, 80% of it is fake. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. Well, it's the old Eddie Erickson bagel shop story. Yeah. I always think about that. So do I. So Eddie Erickson, for those out there, used to be the Mike and the Mad Dog, um, well, Mike's producer. I don't know about Chris. Mike's for sure. And he's with Chris now at Sirius XM as his producer. Really good dude who owned a bagel shop years and years ago. And he didn't even mean to, but just kind of spilled the beans on they only have to put 20% whole wheat flour into a whole wheat bagel to be able to call it a whole wheat bagel. And it, it crushed me because yeah. at that point was when I was starting to get more health conscious and I was exercising a lot. And on Sundays, which we still do, we still got our bagels every Sunday, I was starting to eat the whole wheat bagel. You're like, look like, at me. I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he told me that and I felt like a complete dope. Like, wait, time out. So the rest of the flour, yeah, it's just regular white flour. I'm like, oh. They said they would use enough just for the coloring to change. The coloring and to fulfill... The, the yeah, proper requirements from the yeah. U.S., whatever, FDA, whoever oversees that. It's all everything's a scam. Everything is. Everything. Yes. And everything that's not more expensive. Right. You know, made, for real, made in the USA, more expensive because you can't live on $5 an hour, $8. So everything has to cost more money. Hence why big companies go overseas for cheap labor it's te- it really is terrible yeah that's the thing that's always disappointing on uh, shark tank where like the people so many people come on are like and i'm getting this built in america you know like they're very proud of their product and what's the first thing they try and do 
you got to get this made in another country uh-huh. and bring it bring Cheaper. it to scale, right? And we can really blow this thing up, right? They want it not made in the USA. Well, I mean, I'll just for instance the the sweatshirts that we sold, me and you, you know, this year, everything is was made in the USA and they were expensive, right? You think we wanted to charge sixty dollars for a hoodie? It's just it's insane. Those hoodies cost us almost forty dollars to make. Like, think yeah. about that, right? Forty bucks, I can go online and get a champion hoodie for twenty eight dollars from the store. That ain't made here. No. It's really, it's tough, man. And the mugs, too, were made in America. If I wanted to go to China, I think I could have got mugs for $1.50. I don't want to do that. And it's the same with food, right? So the food that's healthier is way more expensive. Yes. People can't afford it. Right. And especially if you're used to paying, let's say, hey, I'm used to paying uh, for a loaf of uh, bread, whatever it is, $1.99. Yeah. Bread I'm buying right now is $7.99. Right. And I do it because I'm the only one eating it. It's the, um, oh, crap, what is it called? Ezekiel bread? No, I'm not eating that. It's the it's the fresh. It's uh, Dave's bread? Dave's bread. Yeah. Dave's super bread or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, but I'm the only one that eats it in the house, so I figure eight bucks a loaf. I, it's going to last the full week. That's all right. Right, or you put it in the freezer and then thaw I, it out as you need it. Yes. So you don't waste it. If the boys were eating that, I it literally would cost, we go through, with me not eating white bread, we go through three loaves a week. I'm not spending twenty five dollars a week on bread, <laughs> right? If I was spending eight bucks, or with me eating it, it'd probably be we, we'd need the fourth one. But it's expensive. Yeah, everything's expensive. Like, oh, if you don't want to eat crappy food, pay up. Yeah, pretty much. You'd think it'd be the opposite. Yeah, but it is not. Yeah, it sucks, Jerry. Yeah, we need to fix the world. I know, I know, I know. And finally, Jerry, <clears throat> Alan, Jerry, fix the world. The tour begins in the summer of 2023. Get your T-shirts made in USA. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. Uh, I have to give a rest in peace, Jerry, to a radio person. Oh, no. Fred the Elephant Boy from the Howard Stern Show. I don't know who that is. When was Uh, this Passed away. He was uh, the the original Whack Packer, one of the original Whack Packers. Okay. They called him Fred the Elephant Boy because he talked like the Elephant Man movie. Okay. A speech impediment. Do you think how many of those original Whack Pack guys are still around? Uh, like, do you think Stern gets like depressed as people are passing? I don't know because he seems like one of those guys that thinks a lot about yeah. death and and seeing life kind of pass by and yeah, like that's the history of his show going away piece by piece. Right. Yeah. I, I don't. That's a good question. I'm not sure. They did do a. I didn't listen to it yet, but they did do a a segment on Fred the Elephant Boy okay. today. So, and Fred uh, would occasionally reach out to me on Twitter over oh, really? the years. Yeah. Wow. I think he was a sports, either he was a sports listener or maybe he reached out when I would tweet about Howard Stern or something. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, nice fellow. He was only like 64 years old. Yeah. It's, it's not good. I'll disagree with you. Not not long enough. No, definitely. No, 64 is not. Not enough. So rest in peace to Fred the Elephant Boy. Very sad. Fred Schreiber, I believe, was his... His real name. Jerry. I do. Th- I know we gotta go. I do think from time to time, especially when I listen to Sal driving in on yeah. the overnight, and then even last week with him, we had a lot of conversations about the radio station and the way it's changed and everything. And I and you may or may not remember these names, but I think about people like Jim and Big Jim in Connecticut, Short Allen Brooklyn, Doris from Rigo Park. These were people that called every night to Beningo, and you just kind of thought they'd be there every night. And then I'll never forget the one night where Joe came in and, and to the newsroom. He's like, 
You heard from Short Al. Like it just it just hit me. He hasn't called in like five nights. No. And then Joe went on that following Monday or Tuesday and just say, hey, but he's heard from Short Al and his his daughter called the newsroom to tell me he wasn't doing well. He fell or I forget what it was. Yeah. And then he passed away. It was like, I guess he's not going to be there every night. And then Doris passed away. And yeah, just crazy. You think you think that everything remains the same and it doesn't. Right. Everything keeps rolling. And then one day you're trampled right, and gone. And you're joining Fred the Elephant Boy. Sadly. Yeah, not good. Not good. Yeah. All right, Jerry. On that note, let's do the warm-up program. And then we'll be back here tomorrow, Thursday. Uh, it is. Wow. How about that? Thur- no Thursday Night Football this week. All right. Right, right, right. Yeah. So cool games on Friday is normal, but. It is normal, and it's a week 18, Jerry. I'm really getting pumped up. It's weird. The season's over. Yeah, season's over. How about that? Incredible. I was thinking about that the other day, like like thinking about, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you're going to have football on Sundays now. It's still going to be beautiful weather for <laughs> – and now it's – and it's 18 weeks. Season. Yeah, 18. Gone. you got a few weeks of the playoffs, and then we welcome you to Rutgers basketball, Al. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right, Jerry. Sue. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's your turn to cause trouble. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. It's 5.01, soon to be 5.02. The Eddie Scazzeri, what is up? Across from me, his name is Al Keanu Dukes. What's up, Al? How are you? Oh, good morning, Jerry. Nice little hoodie you're wearing there. You look nice. Oh, thank you. It's the flag and anthem hoodie that I uh, got a couple years ago. Very nice. That's what I'm talking about, Jerry. It's going to fall off you because you've lost about 30 pounds since then. Uh, <laughs> actually, it feels a little tight on me. I'm just kidding. And I put on a couple pounds since... Uh, Youth extra small? <laughs> uh, with the uh, my holidays, you know how that happens, Jerry. I do. I get yeah. out of my Bobby-approved diet and... Uh, you eat like a normal person. I eat like a normal person, which is not good. Lots of salt and uh, you get swelled up. Uh, you got seed oils, Jerry. It's those evil seed oils that everybody cooks in. That's what gets you. Got it. Um, hmm. I thought it was the candy and the cookies and the cake and the chips and the soda. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to go with seed oils, that's fine, too. It's seed oils and those things. Sugar and seed oils, Jerry. That's the sugar. two things. If you eliminate uh, added sugar and high fructose corn syrup and seed oils, you'd be in good shape. There you go. Just those two things, Jerry. Like if NBC, I may... words to live by. Yeah, if I could just give the audience that those two items to live by. Mm. Live, damn it. Right. 
I was annoyed yesterday by this whole uh, reaction to to the uh, Demar Hamlin situation by people. Why? What do you mean? Well, uh, people have been uh, outpouring of uh, yeah. affection and support. Yeah, I mean the righteous callers to WFAN and the like. What? I, I didn't hear a well, lot. To just be honest, a couple things. I'll tell you this. First of all, the Skip Bayless situation. I have had multiple people off the air, of course, say to me, what exactly did Skip Bayless do that he's being called like the most disgusting human being and sickening tweet? I will tell you bleep bag was trending on Twitter in relation to his tweet, which I I read to you yesterday. And said, um, I read the entire thing to you. But I think this was off the air. This was off the air. Because right, we, we, never, we never got into it. We never brought up Skip Bayless. You, by the way, were the first of many people who did this with me yesterday. Who, right. Who said to me. Uh, I said I said people aren't reading the whole tweet. Right. Because the, the point of his tweet, tweet was how irrelevant the games are now. Right. And it's almost as if people read the first five or five lines or so. And said, what a piece of crap. And his whole point of the tweet was, everything's irrelevant other than the kid's safety. It, it, his tweet, the end of his tweet, Skip Bell said, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome. That was the sickening part to people. Right. Which suddenly seems so irrelevant. Right. I think people didn't read the whole thing. But the outrage that came yeah. from that was so bizarre to me. And it's just like this idea of, and I listened to FAN yesterday, on and off, and and the four hours doing with Boomer and Geo. This idea that you have to have an opinion, like you have to, as an audience person, as a listener of a tweeter, an opinion on. Everyone put that whole situation under a microscope. It was like ESPN. Good job by them. They did the right thing. Skip Bayless, he did the wrong thing. Uh, Joe Buck, he did the wrong thing by saying the game was going to start. Everybody's they judging did, jury. Over every little thing. Correct. Just stop it. And all these these people on uh, players calling for Skip Bayless to be fired. How about his partner? Right. Didn't do the show with him. Which is makes no... By the way, you'll be back today, so what is that? Right, you either quit... Or... And you didn't do the show for what reason? If you had a problem with his tweet, go on your show and debate And yell him. at him. Right. And let him defend himself. The problem is it doesn't make sense that people are outraged on the tweet. And like I said, it happened all day in FAN. Gia, uh, um, Evan asked Craig to comment on it. And now that's Craig's partner at Fox. Craig wouldn't touch it. Why? Yeah, I didn't hear. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And full transparency on the Boomer and Geo show, a caller called up, and I think Geo called Skip Bayless's tweet disgusting or something. And then an hour or so later, we were all discussing what was the NFL going to do with the game, which is exactly what he was saying. Right. And got. And made the, made it very clear <laughs> at the end it's irrelevant. I don't Doesn't know. matter. We it's, see what we want to see. This outrage. I th- I do think part of it might be, and I think you would agree with this, uh, Skip Bayless has made a living sure. of saying really stupid things. Yes. And, I, and I've had this conversation with you, not, not necessarily about him, 
but about what makes you so hated, liked, popular. Now, you can be popular and hated, so I'm going to use the word popular not because people like him, but because he's well-known. And he has made a career and he has made a fortune over saying things that, to be honest with you, Al, I don't even think he believes they're so outrageous and stupid. And yet we blow it up, and now now there are headlines. And I think his bosses love it. And that was another thing I saw um, the other night was, you know, Fox isn't going to do anything. They probably love the attention. Right. Well, that's for a lot of things, that's probably true. In this case, like I said to you, and it never came up yesterday, at least not, you know, whatever. Um, the ending of the tweet was, to me, the whole tweet was how irrelevant everything else is. But I think people see what they want to see. I don't think he gets the benefit of the doubt because of what he has done and said in the past. And people hate him. So he's an easy mark. Easy mark. Yeah, it was weird because when I saw the tweet initially, I was like, why are people outraged? Because, like you said, what he said at the end, yeah. it's all irrelevant. Then I, um, during the show, Jason Whitlock, mm-hmm. who I follow on Twitter and I, I like, he was writing the same stuff like, oh, I'm not sure I'm seeing the what the problem is. Then yesterday afternoon, I saw Dave Portnoy from Barstool put out a video. He's like, I, I'm not just like I, I don't like Skip Bayless. I don't support Skip Bayless. But what am I looking at? That's outrageous, sickening, disgusting, scumbag. All these things. That was what was trending on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> that word. <laughs> what, what, what was I? And and Jason Whitlock was even writing about like the first of all the fake outrage against Skip Bayless. Then Shannon Sharp. Not coming in, that whole thing could be a setup. Fox could have I told agree. him, ah, don't come in, it'll seem like uh, I, you're so disgusted I with agree. him. That's why I said before, either quit or come in. And then the other thing was all these old dudes calling FAN all day going, yeah, uh, you know what, ESPN did do a good thing. But they could uh, but we don't, uh, media critiques over every little thing. Yes. Again, this is done in the moment no one's ever had a cardiac arrest or hasn't had cardiac arrest on the football field since oh, 1971 or whatever the the dude on the Detroit Lions Hughes I think his last name was so everyone's in a weird situation you're on live tv mm-hmm. and you're paranoid that you're going to say something what always, that is going to get you fired, like be Skip Bayless. What do I tell you? People love to be critics. They love to have an opinion, and they don't know what the hell they're having the opinion about. Right. But everybody's got an opinion. Right. So you're asking Joe Buck to on kill the fly. time on the fly and to not mention, God forbid, he said anything that was sure. deemed insensitive. Well, insensitive, also crossing the line medically, what you can or cannot say right. about someone what they saw, what they didn't see, you don't want to put the wrong thing out there. That is a that's a really difficult spot. And I yeah. don't think I think it's very easy to sit there in your ivory tower and, and yell and scream and, and critique. You go do it. And just to know like and then all day yesterday on the radio station, people were talking about when are we making up the games? What's going on with you? What's going so, on? So give me the time frame then that I'm allowed to ask the question of what are we doing with this game? Like, what is the time frame? Because tweeting uh, thoughts and prayers for DeMar Hamlin and his recovery is what matters. and all. So then that's it. So now anything else is insignificant to that. So I guess it can't be discussed. I suppose, I'll, I'll give you one. So Rutgers beats Purdue the other night. Right. 
Huge win. On the road, big win. I am not on Twitter the entire game. I mean, to me, it's irresponsible to be on Twitter during the game. Maybe at halftime I might check, whatever. But um, So that game started around 8 o'clock. Well, 8.20, I guess, was kickoff of the football game. And this happened middle of the first quarter. So probably around, I would say, 8.40 maybe this happened. Again, I wasn't watching. I don't know. I was doing the basketball game. So Rutgers wins a huge basketball game. They beat the number one team in the country on the road. So I put out a couple of congratulatory tweets. I had a picture of Paul Mulcahy, this guy, what a game. And I got hit with, I would say, seven or eight, eh, maybe not that many, five or six people, one in particular where he just sent me the message just like right at me, not replying to me, but, hey, dummy, check Monday Night Football before your tweet. I'm like, all right, what the yeah, hell Yeah, I can't check on? everything before and it's like anything in the And world. one has nothing to do with the other. Right. You know, but it's like, yeah, yeah, everyone's got an opinion. I'm saying, like, so now I shouldn't, like, congratulate this team for this great accomplishment. Right. It's just, it was a very weird spot. And I'm sitting there like, you know what? It's it's just not worth it. All right, whatever. Right. <laughs> it's what it is. I got you. Let me get on the plane. I'll go home, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. So, and then catching up on everything, and, you know, it was, um, but everyone's got something to say. Yeah, it just, it's just And not for nothing, that is also what we do for a living as well. Now you can see on a completely different direction, now you can see why athletes that get criticized up and down by idiots like us are like, you come out here and hit a 93-mile-an-hour slider, you know, that's breaking, that's coming at my head and then drops right there, a curveball that drops right down. It's all this different, but all the same. It's also weird in that, the the way the news cycle works, it's like we pound, 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 pound. Oh, yeah. And then forget about it. Well, pound, we've pound. made that case how many times with the war in Ukraine? Right. It's like, right, it was like war in Ukraine. And then, and then the other thing is the fake, like, I'm with Ukraine. Yeah, of course you're with Ukraine. Who's with <laughs> Russia? <laughs> Only people that signs, have to be that live there. <laughs> yeah, like putting signs on your front porch. I stand with Ukraine. Really? No kidding. You better hope so. <laughs> like, I'm praying for, uh, demo- like, going on Twitter, I pray for, de- yes, of course. We hope so. But Absolutely. are you really praying for, de- are, are you stopping your day, getting on your knees, and praying for DeMar Hamlin, or are you trying to look like a righteous person on Twitter? I think just offering support, I would say, I don't know this. Yeah. I would put the number at about 80% that are not. Correct. But but offering support, which is just say your full support. And then you right. and then you can say, Well, of course you idiot. Yes, of course. <laughs> like, you're not taking a stand that's a, 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 that's a saying you support Ukraine is not yeah, yes, yes. The fact that Ukraine. that's how about the fact that his GoFundMe is over six million dollars. Now right. that's a show of support. Holy crap. That is the show of support. A goal of twenty five hundred dollars for that toy drive has swelled to, I think it's over six million now. That okay. is unreal. Where were you that before he got in before he got hurt? You were wasn't worthy to donate Unf- to the toy unfortunately, drive. Unfortunately, you wouldn't have known about it. It takes something like this to publicize it, which is why as someone like him who's not Tom Brady had a goal of 2500 Right. Not enough of a following, I suppose, and there wasn't enough publicity. Sadly, this type of publicity has made that number skyrocket. Right. So some good comes out of it. Yeah. But All I right. listen, I'm so with annoyed. you. I hear you. I was so annoyed yesterday. 
Yeah, I didn't listen. I don't. Uh... Well, I put this. I put Carton Roberts on because I was like, you know what? It's now been how many hours since sure. Boomer and Geo? Oh yeah. And the callers were saying the same thing. Well, that's what you'll get again today. I got to tell you, ESPN did a terrific job. Oh, by the way, and thoughts and prayers for Demar Hamlin. Yes. By the way, by six thirty yesterday morning, yeah. you ask Eddie. I was getting already phone calls. First of all. The callers that went on, some of them were terrible. Yeah. You should see the ones I didn't put on. Do you think they... What are those things where they try to revive you with the electric uh, thing, Eddie? Where they go... The paddles? The paddles. Guy called me. And it's serious. He goes, um, I was curious. Uh, do they do that through the shoulder pad? Like, is it? Is it... Powerful enough. How would you know? Get lost. <laughs> How would I know? Why would you care? No, but the point that he's calling and asking a radio show. Well, that, well no, you want to talk to Boomer and Gia. I want but to it's them. never been done. Right. It's not like this is something that happens every Sunday. How would they know? Yeah. Like, Boomer's never witnessed that. You want to talk about a blindside block that wasn't made. Boomer's your guy. Right. Do you think we need more... Um, more player safety. This was a one in a million shot. It sure was. Like, you now you're going to change everything because of a one in a million shot. I don't know what you would change about this. Correct. And and every sport and every every walk of life is reactionary. It just is. I mean, whether it's from vaccines for, for diseases, whether it is injuries on playing surfaces, it's all reactionary. Whether it is how we... Go through safety at airports. Everything's reactionary to events. Right. So I get that. In this case, I, I don't know what. I mean, this is a violent sport, and one in a million is going to happen. Right. Then it was like, um, I think the vaccine did it to him. Okay. But except everyone in the NFL had to take the vaccine. So. Right. And it's also been documented where he got hit and what happened and, and medically why it happened. Right. But I'm just so. saying, like, everyone needs a take on everything Correct. because... Social media is the worst. Because we 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 decide that one piece of news now has to be... Well, the decision makers do that, too, on, on every news network. I walked in, I saw CNN. That was their, that's their lead. That's the lead in the post this morning on the news, on the cover, I believe. Like, Again. yesterday we did this warm-up show. Yeah. And it was the freshest... That it could be the news, right? It was fresh. For sure. It just happened, of course. We did 15 minutes. After that, I don't know what to tell you. I, right. Now do four hours on it. I but, know. But why? I know. Why am I doing four hours I, on because it? Because that's the... Play the hits. But that, Why do we continue to keep playing the same goddamn songs over and over know. again, right? So people are looking for. I don't know. Nothing, they want to be in the know. Right. They don't want to miss anything. And there's been, by the suppose. way, no update. Well, the, no, the one update would be that he's 50% breathing on his own from 100% okay. with, the, with the oxygen. That's There's a, your update. That's a, yes, that is the update. That is the only update, I would say. Correct. And it's also a notable update. So right. that means they're taking 50% of the oxygen off him from the machine. That's Now we're moving in a good direction. So that's a good thing. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. 518. Just getting started. I was all fired up, Jerry. When we come back, uh, we're going to comment on DeMar Hamlin's uncle. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we will have more to do. I don't know what, but I promise you it'll be pretty good. And we got Boomer and Geo at six on the fan.
All right, 25 after 5. Hello, hello, hello. His name is Al. I am Jerry. And the uh, the handsome guy in the control room, his name's Eddie. What else? I saw that uh, David Tepper, the uh, owner of the Panthers, yeah. has uh, spoken to Jim Harbaugh. Yes, but it was not an interview. I guess gauge interest, I suppose. I don't know. If you're Jim Harbaugh and you're going to leave Michigan, yeah, would you really go to the Panthers? What are they paying him? Eight oh. million dollars a year? Yes. Yes, he's leaving. No, but I'm saying, like, don't you think he'd have similar price offers from other sure. oh, organizations yeah, yeah. Oh, like the Broncos? I really the Colts. do. I really do believe it comes down to money first, for sure, and then second, where is the best opportunity to win? But I think the money's first. Really? I mean, I hate to say that, but I yes, I do think the money's first. And then so you look at the available jobs, and I think you would look at what's the most complete team. Um, you know, to me, I think the Jets would be a very attractive job. I don't think the Jets are going to walk away from Rob Sala at this point. I, I find it hard to right. believe. Now, would I be stunned? No, but I don't think that would be the case right now. The Colts, I suppose, an opportunity. Who's your quarterback? You know, I think that's what you're looking at now. You can say the same thing about Carolina. Who's the quarterback? And what are they? I mean, they got rid of Christian McCaffrey, um, who was their best player, and they played better when he was gone, which is hilarious. Um, and I, I'm not even so sure they're not leaving, uh, moving away from Steve Wilkes. But I think, yes, I think you're right. You have to look at everything. Money first and then the situation second. And even the Denver thing, <clears throat> you say, who's the quarterback? Well, you have the quarterback, but he but do you believe stinks. In him? He has stunk this year. Yeah. yeah. So that's a weird. You're right. Of those three. You know what's interesting about that situation is all season long, we have discussed this notion that the team, like teammates, hate Russell Wilson, that he's not well liked. You, you got guys last week coming out, I mean, and not prompted to do this, like on their own. I forget which wide receiver it was that basically Jerry came Judy? out. Is that who it was? I think it was. Basically came, look at you. Dropping That's knowledge, right, Jerry. Al That's Dukes, what I'm NFL about. insider. Um, like he unprompted came out in support of Russell Wilson, and when the reporter was like, "What? Like, what made you do this?" and he was, "I'm tired of the BS from you guys. Like, no one's in this locker room, and yet you're all writing like you're in the locker room." And this comes back to partly the conversation we just had. Yeah. Like, we've all got these opinions based on what? Like, you're a writer. I guess you're talking to some people, but you're not talking to everybody. So you put an article out that says the locker room hates him when maybe you found the one guy that doesn't like him, but 30 of the 50 do. I don't know. So it's that's an interesting situation. I don't know if Russell Wilson is any good anymore. I have no idea. I mean, what I've seen is not good, but who knows? We can't trust any of our news sources, Jerry, even in sports. I, I, don't, right? dis- I don't disagree with it. I've said for how many years? Sources. So who's your source? I know, right. you, know you don't have to give them up. You're going to tell me some guys haven't lied through the years? Oh, for and, sure. Just put it with a source telling me. That's all I would do. I'd just be like, I'd come up with something crazy. Like, sources tell me that Jim Harbaugh interested in the Jets job. Then I'd go run to Rob Sala. Do you have any comments about Jim Harbaugh <laughs> being interested in the Jets job? That's right. You're right. I think there are, and this comes with experience and time, I think there are very well-respected writers that if they say it's coming from a source, I buy it. I do. But like Rich Samini, I don't think, is putting BS out there. I just don't. Not that I got to know him well, but I got to know him a little bit for those two years I was around him with the Jets. I don't think he makes stuff up. And that's, he gets to a level, Mark Canizero, I don't think makes stuff up. The younger guys, though, I don't really trust any of them. I, 
I don't know. Because they don't have a track record Like yet, the right? younger ones that put out a lot of shock stories. Yeah. Or, you know, where they claim to have these sources. Okay, I guess. And it makes headlines and it gets clicks. And that's that's the sad reality of it is it's about the clicks and then, and then the, the, the commercial content and how much money and revenue are you driving. To, it's, oh, it's awful. Who are your national NFL guys that you trust when you see they tweet something? That's a really good question. Um, Ian Rappaport? I yeah, feel like I trust him. I would say that, he, yeah, partly because I feel like he's piped into the league. So I, I would feel like he would get good information. Uh, I don't I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I also, I just try to think, like, who I follow that I like. I also trust Adam Schefter, even though he's done a couple of weird things over the years. Yes, but I do believe in those cases he was given bad information. <laughs> I, I don't think Adam Schefter is just throwing stuff against the right. wall. I do believe... Partly because of his track record and how, and he's he's had misses, and they're all going to have misses. I get it, but I don't think he makes stuff up. I do believe he's getting information from people. Now the information can be wrong, but I do think that he's getting it from somewhere. People used to think that of Manish Mehta, right? That he was yeah stirring up trouble yes. and didn't really have stories. That he was creating stories. Like, where is he? I don't know. I was just, I, that's why I just thought of him. Like he's disappeared. Yeah, disappeared. And you wonder why. You know who was a good insider that I like back and unfortunately passed away? John Clayton. I used to, I kind of felt like he had, I knew he was piped in in Seattle and I felt like he kind of knew people too. Um, he'd be one. Yeah. I like Garofolo, although he's more of a TV guy now, not as much of a reporter. But I, I don't know. I'd have to look at the list. Yeah. I'm not sure. Good question though. But I don't think there's a lot of like NFL guys that are making stuff up. No, I'm not saying that. I'm talking more of the articles that are just, you know, sources say this and then stuff never happens. And yeah. you, you look back at it like, are we just sheep? Where we just said, well, look at this. And we, and we run with it. Well, the blank and blank reporting. Why, why are we putting it out there then? <laughs> All we're doing is helping them. Right. Like, not factual. It isn't factual, Jerry. I also see Aaron Rodgers back in the in the news. Was he on with McAfee again? Uh, not sure. No, actually... Uh, I didn't see anything with McAfee, but this was just him talking about, uh, I guess this happened some point after the game, the power of manifestation. Yeah, I know. This guy's an idiot. <laughs> Honestly. Like, which the is, other guys didn't believe in what they were doing. Which is how the uh, Packers are surging late in the season, No, they're Jerry. surging because they got better and healthier, and the younger guys are making catches. That's why they're surging. He used the power aye, aye, of the aye. secret. <laughs> I actually read that book, The Secret. What is that? I didn't... I don't even know. It's the power of manifestation, Jerry, that you have, that you Good. think of what you want and think about it again, over and over again. You know how many people want to be the president of the United States? You're not going to think yourself into that. Yeah. Because it's only once every four years. And if there are millions of people that want to do it, they can't think their way into it. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll live for the next eight million years. You can't think your way into playing for I the I want to Dallas. be the Dallas Cowboys play-by-play <laughs> -play announcer in the worst way. Think it. I can sit. I've been thinking about it for a decade. Manifest it's never it. happened. It's probably never going to happen. How often are you thinking about it? All though? the time. All the, You know what I started thinking about for real? Yeah. Was when I got the – when Compass Media Network sent me to New England to do Patriots Bills. And I'm like, you know, this was awesome. Like, th this would be really cool to get to do a Cowboy game. And I thought the chance would be there to fill in once in a while. Oh, so you did that before you ever did a Cowboy game? Yeah, yes. Okay. They gave me that game first. Uh, for whatever reason, someone called out, and it was kind of spur of the moment. Um, and so I went and did that game, which was great. I had a good time. I'm like, you know, I would love to do this. And then I knew 
I didn't know. At that point, I know Michelle said, well, something comes up, we'll certainly use you if Kevin can't do a game here and there. And that happened, which is great. And at that point, I'm like, I would love to do this every week. Like, it's my team. Like, I go to AT&T Stadium. I think my son thinks I'm like a loony bin. I should be in a loony bin because I walk, I'm like a smile ear to ear walking around. The tailgate's awesome. The stadium's great. Like, I need to be here every week. But I can think about it all I want and I can hope for But there's no greater power telling me that's going to send me there. It's just not happening. You have to manifest it, Jerry. Uh, yeah. Manifest this. Think about it. Please. Come on. In the book, The Secret. That I was that I read because of this, I was like, maybe I need to start manifesting some stuff. This was years ago. The example they gave in the book was some some a woman wanted a bike. Mm-hmm. And Go she, buy one. It's not that hard. And she claims, after thinking about a bike, getting a bike, really wanting a bike, that uh, one just showed up on her porch. Sure, I believe that. Okay, I mean that one threw me off. I was like, I don't know. I don't know about this. Yeah. You know what happened? She probably told a relative, and for her birthday, they bought her a bike. It surprised her. Like, she's been trying to manifest this bike. Let's just get her one. Let's just get her one and put it on the porch. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers is manifesting his way into the playoffs, Jerry. That's why I think I've... I want them to lose so badly on Sunday. (laughs) They are 100% now beating Detroit. But you're a Lions fan. I am. Right. Like, I would love... Forget all that crap. For Dan Campbell and his team to start the season the way they did and the biting kneecaps and all that nonsense that he has spewed and for Mrs. Ford to basically stand by him at what were they, one in seven, one in six, something like that. And for him to keep saying, we're, I'm telling you we're close and they lost heartbreaking games. And for them to turn it around the way they have in terms of wins and losses and to be eight and eight with it now, we need Seattle to lose, which is not going to happen. I know. They're playing the Rams. That's not going to happen. But I would love the Lions to make the playoffs. Me too. You don't think that you don't think for real that Dan Campbell isn't manifesting his face off, hoping that the Rams win and that they're going to go beat the Packers. But he may not know how Come to do on. it properly. Come on, like Aaron Rodgers did the ayahuasca there are spiritual thing. Spiritual guys on every team. You know this. You covered the Bucks. You almost got thrown into a locker room with your underwear over your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how Warren Sapp. You know how these locker rooms go. Yeah. There's a spiritual being on every team. Someone somewhere is praying every day that they make the playoffs. So you're thinking if there's a spiritual guy on the Lions who's manifesting this win mm-hmm. and against Aaron Rodgers who's also manifesting a win, right? they both can't manifest Correct. the same win. Exactly. There That's you the have it. Part. Now you got it. So that would become You know what's going to decide this? <laughs> what? Who plays better? Oh, my God. Or who manifests better. Such nonsense. So I would put my... So let me ask you this. Yeah. When Aaron Rodgers doesn't get to the Super Bowl this year and doesn't win the Super Bowl, he wasn't manifesting to be a champion again? He wasn't manifesting to win all those games at Lambeau Field in the playoffs that he has lost in his career? That's nonsense. It only works when things are going well and it lines up properly. Otherwise, in your rear end with all the stuff. (laughs) In oh my rear end. God, that's so stupid. That it really painful. is. I mean, God, never mind. He like, seems like a manifesting type guy, though, Aaron Rodgers. I'm just saying. He's probably better at it than anyone on the line. Okay, what happened last year? He wasn't good at it. That's why he went and took ayahuasca in the offseason. Okay. To get better way, at it. His hair is terrible. <laughs> God, keep the helmet on or wear a hat. You don't care for the... No, he looks like he belongs in 1957. Yeah. I don't like the beard on him either. I like a... I do like the... Remember when he had just the mustache? 
<laughs> I, I don't. Off the top of my head. I <laughs> that don't. was a good look for him. Like, he's a good-looking dude with a hat on. Yeah. He's like Derek Jeter. Oh, yeah, with the hat. And Tiger Woods. Keep the hat on. Good-looking guy. Take the hat off. A little weird. Yeah, we saw him at that. You know, we did. I, I had an interaction with him at uh, one Who's of Who's this, Tiger Woods? No, this was uh, Aaron Rodgers at a golf thing. Remember we were, did the show from. Uh, Hootie? No, the one, it was the one uh, in Connecticut. Oh, the Travelers. The Travelers. Yes, when he wouldn't come on. When he wouldn't come on, yes, yeah. Yes, I remember that. But I kept running into him asking him. Was that the Travelers or when we went to Mohegan Sun? Mohegan Sun. That's right. The NFL event. Yeah. And I kept running into him, but he was surrounded by his, his people. His friends. Yes. Who kept trying to talk him out of they it. They were manifesting to get you away from him. <laughs> he looked, when I tried talking to him, he looked so zoned out, like, what, man? Huh? Yeah. yeah he's I think he's very carefree. Yeah, he was very carefree and zen. You know, what is there to be stressed about? Honestly, you're worth a, you're making $50 million a year. You're one of the greatest players ever to play. Like, yeah, I there's would be nothing non-stressed out. Aside from personal stuff, professionally, there's nothing to be stressed out about. How but, often do you think that you got to do a Cowboy game in the Cowboy Stadium? How many times? No, no, I know you've done it a few times. Yeah. How often do you... When when you're counting your blessings, Jerry, do you go, that was pretty cool? All the time. All the time, right? All the time. I don't take that it for granted. Cool I thank her every time that that game is over and prior to enduring. That's probably the coolest thing you've done. It is. It's. It, I told you, it's completed my career path yeah. or career arc or whatever. Yeah. I've got nothing left. <laughs> I've wanted to accomplish. Other than, being, to other than being the main voice of the cast, yes. like, there's nothing else that I set out to do. I've done everything. It's over for me. <laughs> Five thirty-eight. We got to take a break. We're late. We'll come back. I don't know. Again, we get more stuff. And then Boomer and Geo on a football or sports Wednesday on the fan. Quarter to six. It is Alan Jerry. The warm-up show until six o'clock. When Boomer and Geo join us for this Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. I'll tell you who who is the scuzzball, Jerry, in this <laughs> whole um, uh, Demar Hamlin situation. Is the the Bills put out a a warning about fake GoFundMe pages? Okay. I mean, you're doing a fake GoFundMe. Does page. that shock you? For a guy who had cardiac arrest on the football field? That does not surprise me, sadly, in the least. This stuff well, happens all the time. I mean, people real. I I happen to believe in karma. Like, if you do bad things, bad things will befall you, I hope. I mean, that's bad karma The problem right with there. that is there's a lot of people that do a lot of really great things. Yeah. And they just live their life and they're never rewarded for it. So you think if you do bad things, you're, ne- you're not think- punished? Uh, I mean, I hope. I guess if I had to go one way or the other, I'd prefer the bad people get punished for being bad people. Yeah, me too. But it does seem a little unfair that a lot of good deeds go unnoticed mm-hmm. or unrewarded. Yeah, and I do think there's a lot of good people that live their lives and never get that. I don't want to say pot of gold, not money. I'm not saying that, but whatever they wish for that they manifested that they're manifesting for, the pot of doesn't gold doesn't come true. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Right. So we do see that bad people. Have good things happen to them, and we see that good people have bad things happen. To Sadly, them. very true. Yes, very what true. I mean, just this kid. On, from every every account you read, he's one of the best guys in the world. Yes. And the fact that he's dealing with this, right? Exactly the point. Explain it's yourself. Not right. It's not right. Master of the universe. We've been talking a lot about social media yeah. and everything. So, did you see this with Chris Sims? 
I saw something about Chris Sims is angry at SportsCenter, but so that's all I know. SportsCenter Instagram account. <laughs> so do you remember when um, the whole conversation – Remember Micah Parsons about the Eagles and Jalen Hurts being the MVP? Yes. And Micah Parsons was like, well, is it Jalen Hurts or is it the entire Eagles team? Right. And so Chris Sims had, I guess, had the take that, yeah, Jalen Hurts is in the conversation. But, no, I think it's more Patrick Mahomes is more. And I think that was where he was pointing to for his MVP. Okay. I never had pants. All right. Well, that's fine. No problem. So I guess, as he points out, no one had a problem with the way the Eagles played in Dallas, although they lost. Gardner Minshew played great. As soon as Gardner Minshew plays poorly, I guess this ESPN Instagram account was all over him. On all over Chris Sims. Yes. So Sims, I the, from what I can gather from the video, it looks like this is an NBC Sports podcast. I think he's on a video okay. podcast, or he has had it. Jalen Hurts makes them better. I know that, and like f- you, Sports Center Instagram for like putting it out again for like the third time in three weeks, like. F- <laughs> I love it. I love even who he's like. He's not yelling at a person. No, he's yelling at Sports Center Instagram. <laughs> yes, and in, in case you didn't hear him, like really <laughs> off ESPN Sports Center. Like seriously, they didn't put it out that 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 in my quote last week after the the Cowboys game. But they're gonna wait to the game yesterday. That's why I hate social media and you ESPN Sports Center one more time on the way out. I know you'd like to see my scrotum. Hey, whatever. Be an NBC (laughs) podcast. The video said NBC Sports on it. Wow. I think it's a video podcast. I think it is. So it's not the pro football talk. I don't I know, think. Well, I do they he, own it though? I'm not sure. Oh yeah, you're right. To be, I, I honestly don't know. That's why I prefaced it by might. saying I'm not a hundred percent sure where it came from. But it's there for anybody to watch. We and, love you, Jerry. Thank you. I'm with him, man. That is so. so and great. then so you read the article, which yes, I did read the article. All right. I guess ESPN hired this social media guy in 2020 to kind of up. Their uh, activity. Step the game up. And supposedly this guy, I don't know what his name is, this guy has done a really good job. Like, they're up, I forget what the number was, but they've got really good traction now, (laughs) and this guy hits when it hurts. Well, now he's got a war with Chris Sims on his hands. He does. Yes, he's going. Chris is not going to back down on this one, I don't think. (laughs) No. I love it. Pretty funny. I love these angry at sports in Sports Center Instagram. I might have to start following Sports Center Instagram <laughs> now. You might be their next target <laughs> if they're going after people. You never, you, that seems like what they do. So uh, pretty funny. Then I love this. You know, yesterday we talked about Donovan Mitchell putting up seventy-one points, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry, and how yeah. cool that was. That was like tied for eighth all time in a game in the NBA, right? And then uh, the Cavaliers were issued tests for PEDs. <laughs> <laughs> The whole team. That's great. Got PED tests for steroids. Which steroids help you score 71 points? I don't don't know. There are different types. Now, if you go back to the Barry Bonds conversation, like I do remember there was a medical expert on, I think with Steve Summers, I think. Uh And I remember him saying, everybody thinks a steroid is just to bulk up and get strong. He's like, there are different. I'll, I'll never forget this. He's like, there's different types of steroids. He goes, one of the effects can be unbelievable eyesight Oh, to where, yes, Barry Bonds got bigger, but the reason why he doesn't swing at bad pitches is his laser focus. He sees the ball. So, again, is that true? Right. (laughs) Is that true? I have no idea. Could a steroid help you? I wouldn't think so. Why doesn't my eye doctor give me steroids? I I don't know. I'd love to see better. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, But I would think there might be other drugs that could help in terms of 
focus and speed. Like Adderall, and we watched that documentary. Yeah, yeah, I think that's possible, sure. It comes back to, I've always had this conversation with you, and I was, I'm still waiting for the old uh, baseballers that took all those you know amphetamines and drugs, but that was okay for them. That could help you if you're a little sluggish. Right. You pop a couple of pills and you're shot out of a cannon. You don't think that's performance enhancing? Of course it is. It must be cool, though, if you're the Cavaliers and if you're Donovan Mitchell and you know you didn't take steroids yes. to take that test. Yeah, I, yeah I'll, I'll pee for you all day. Yeah. Give, give me a bunch of uh, of cups. I'm good. You, you ever feel cool and like when you see there's, uh, like let's say, on New Year's Day or uh, 4th of July weekend, you see uh, a DUI stop? Yes, and, and you know like, you've had nothing? Oh, you're just like, pull me up. Oh, yes. this is going to be so great. I used to get pulled over almost every Saturday night. So yeah. this is going back when I used to pump gas. The place Bruce Springsteen used to go in it was the Gulf and Seabright. Jerry. Yes, right there on Ocean Avenue. And Saturday nights in the summer, I worked, we closed at 2 a.m. And if it wasn't every Saturday night, it was most, I would have a DUI stop. Um, they pull you into a parking lot on Route 36, and it was either Hazlitt or Union Beach or up in Port, Mob, um, Port Monmouth. Is that Middletown? Or whatever. The, between Middletown and Union Beach, they would have different spots, and there would be people that would go different ways. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm ready. Yeah, pull me pull over. Me I'm over. good. You want to be like... Yeah. Look at me. Where are you coming from, sir? Pumping gas all night. Yeah. And they could smell it. Uh, yeah, you're good. Get out of here. We smell gas on your breath. Yeah. And that was pretty much about yeah. right. And you feel like, yeah, I'll take it. Like, if I'm Donovan Mitchell and I just put up 71 points, it'd be like, test me for everything. Test my Test blood. me, fools. Test me. I am good. Test me, please. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we are going to wrap things up. Al save the best story for the final segment. I love when he does this. Uh, and this is a great lead-in to Boomer and Geo coming up at 6 o'clock. Right now, Amy Lawrence, Odyssey Sports Minute on Damar Hamlin. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. I'd like to thank, if you were watching CBS Sports Network, Stephen F. Austin shutting out Wichita State this morning. Congratulations to them as they are the collegiate women's bowling champions must see. That was awesome. That was very good. By was the very way, cool. the guy that was broadcasting, you know who he Dave is. Dave Ryan. Dave Ryan. Yeah, who I remember was on a pretty good ascent uh, career-wise. Yeah. So. Was, you said. He's doing women's bowling now. That's well, I mean, that's great. Way too many people. I'm sure you would love to do women's bowling. I don't know about that. You're, you, you seem like a bowling type of guy on a Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Like, if you were given that assignment, Jerry, you're going to go cover women's bowling. I'm in. But you, how much you're going to have to do a lot of research. A lot of research. You're not going to know any of these. We'll have to do a lot of That's the problem with a lot of TV jobs. Right. We need you to go do Eastern Illinois, Central Michigan. <laughs> who are they? Right. And all of a sudden you have to act like you know who these players are when 48 hours ago you never heard of any of them. Right, it's like, hard to do. Like with Rutgers, you know the Rutgers Absolutely. team. Absolutely. And I know the league. And you know the league. So, you, I mean, you have to do, of course, some prep for Absolutely. the opponent. Right. But you're not... I wouldn't even know, like, what moves they're doing in bowling. You know, you have to learn all that stuff. Well, you want to get all 10 pins down. Well, that I know. But you, you know a split know. and a spare. I know those, but I'm sure if you watch bowling, there's a lot more going on. You need on. to know the turkey. You, I definitely know the turkey. Right. So, there you go. We just did research. <laughs> we could be uh, we could be a bowling broadcasting team. All right. That would be terrible. I'd like to do some uh, women's bowling. Would you, would you want to get into that? You know, I actually... You can make a call. It was interesting before the girl just missed a spare. Yes. WFAN. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.